We're going to do the promo before we do the episode. Before? Yeah. So we're going to do the promo for this episode before we record this episode. But we have no idea what it's going to be. Exactly. It's wild and crazy. I guess we could always cut it and do the promo after. We're just too wild and crazy, guys. All right. Well, you know, (laughs) I identify as female, but... So you are listening to the Energy is Love podcast. You can find the Energy is Love podcast. It's the promo, babe. It's the introduction to this episode that we are about to record. But I don't know what we're going to record, so I don't know what to say. But you can find the podcast on every podcasting platform available to man. Or woman. Or women. God damn it. Dropping cards already. (laughs) Uh, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Um, Podcast Addict. uh, Yeah. Stitcher. Stitcher. Google uh, Podcast. iHeartRadio. Pandora. I said a Pandora. Did you? Let's talk about, let's open Pandora's. Anyways, energieslovepodcast.com. Also find us there. And go follow Steph and I on Instagram. We never did. Actually, I did way, 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 way back in the beginning of the podcast. I did a Instagram account for the podcast. Oh, really? Do you remember? It was a Shoot. long time ago. Is it still active? No. I was like, I don't think I follow it. No, I think I did that for like two weeks. I'm like, this is dumb. I ain't got time for this shit. So is and, it just uh, like sitting there or is it no, deactivated? No, I deactivated it. Oh, okay. But uh, go follow us on Facegram. On <laughs> Go follow us on Facegram. <laughs> Let's create a new one (laughs) with our love for social media. Peace, Graham. And uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. By the way, if you want to subscribe, not subscribe, if you want to give us money, you can do that. And we will take your money happily. And we'll send you a thank you in the form of an email that says thank you. (laughs) If we have uh, an address, I'll I'll do hand. I'll go old-fashioned handwritten thank you cards. I still believe in those. There you go. I will absolutely do that. There you go. Donate us some cash and you'll get a handwritten thank you letter. I need an address. From Stephanie. Uh, Because what we use all of the money that is donated to the podcast for is the podcast itself. We use it to buy equipment. We use it for the... Uh, all sorts of different things, the fees associated with operating and distributing and producing a podcast and all the other fun stuff that you don't need to know about because you're just a fan and a listener. But uh, it would help. Any little bit helps. A dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, two hundred dollars. It's up to you. And the easiest way to do that is at the website. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll see a little thing that says donate. And you can do it via PayPal. So it's super easy. Okay, baby, on today's episode, the episode that we are about to record that we have no idea what is about to happen, we discuss aliens and uh, multi-dimensional universes and And alarm clocks. What else do we discuss on this episode? Um, Galaxy cats. Galaxy cats and what else? Um, Do you remember that part in the middle when we got really deep into? The octopus mating (laughs) rituals. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you're about to enjoy whatever comes up during this episode and it's episode 164 i do know that much bam and uh you're welcome and thank you for listening once again here we go with another cross our fingers hopefully wonderful episode with steph and craig here we go you're listening to the energy is love podcast energy is love the energy is the love podcast the energy is love podcast. Energy is love. The energy is love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The energy is love podcast. I think I hear music, like meditation music.
Are you just hopeful? No, just listen for a minute. Okay. When we were... There is not meditation music playing, but there is a hum in the background. Something outside. Well, it's very soothing. Something outside of our recording studio. <laughs> I'm glad you hear it too. Okay. You think it's soothing? I don't know. I thought it was meditation music, so my mind went... Mm. I think you're just hopeful. Huh? Maybe you're just going to start hearing meditation music everywhere you go. Maybe that's your new vibrational that's, frequency um, where you are tuned into the 528 gigahertz <laughs> of the universe and you hear meditation, relaxing, sound healing bowls everywhere you go. That's, that's like... I totally want to follow you around with the crystal bowl. <laughs> you're in the kitchen doing dishes. Bang. You're like, God, it's so relaxing. I know, it's crazy, baby. <laughs> Driving in the car. Let's experiment. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. I can't ever carry it though. No, you can't. <laughs> you can do the what are the brass ones? The Himalayan. The Tibetan. Tibet. Tibetan. 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 I don't think it's Tibetan. Well, what is it? Is it Tibetan? Tibet. 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 The country Tibet. Yeah, but they're not Tibet bowls. Tibet. I know they're type. See, you said Himalayan singing bowls. Yeah, but they're also like well, shit. Well, those things. Sometimes I think, uh, not sometimes, but oftentimes I think people listening must wonder at our intelligence <laughs> level. <laughs> uh, Tibet? Tibet? <laughs> Betty bowls? I think we call them... Uh, you know what? Brass ball bowls? You're a shit. Because it's only me that messes up the words and Whatever. gets corrected. So you're like, people don't question our intelligence. They question your question. God damn it. See? <laughs> Forget only it. we had evidence. Shut up. <laughs> mm. So good morning, my love. Good morning. We just did a fun thing where we promoted an introduction. We did our, the intro to this episode before we recorded it. And so now we get to both... Uh, you and I, as well as the listeners, find out what this episode is all about mm -hmm. that we are about to uh, uncover together. So it was just a joke about the octopus meeting rituals? Maybe. Maybe. I can Google it. Do you know anything about octopus? The only thing I know about octopuses is, is, that, they're, is that they're aliens. That they're aliens. Well, mm -hmm. you said aliens. Yeah. So. They came here from another planet and uh, they're actually highly intelligent, far more intelligent than we are. So I... Did you get that on Google? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google their, I mean, with their permission, only the ethical meeting rituals, of course. I don't, think, go I for don't this think they, I don't think they mate. <laughs> what? I think they had just cloned themselves. That's they, all. Oh, I think yeah. when an octopus eats something, it clones, like it takes in a, another fish and then out comes another octopus. So <laughs> they actually don't have any form of mating rituals. They just assimilate other things. Well, thank you for joining me on this intellectually challenged partnership that we have. It's <laughs> a nice way of saying it. You're very cute. Thank you. So ask me a question real quick. Any quick question that comes to your head, we'll do a quick Q&A. Here we go. And do you believe that compassion makes you beautiful? Oh, compassion. No, I don't. Th well, it depends on your definition of beautiful in that question. Like just straight up aesthetics, beautiful, uh, what's pleasing to the eye. Compassion definitely does not do that. Well, I, I definitely, I definitely wasn't thinking that. I think like, like in the deeper, beauty broader sense. can have beauty come from all different parts of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I think compassion so whether definitely. whether or not your eyeliner's on point. Jeez. <laughs> I think compassion definitely helps in that arena. 
sipping the tea and sucking up the bag. <laughs> I'm going to leave that there. That's what happens. Don't teabag or else you'll suck up the bag. Um, oh yeah, I think compassion definitely helps in the space of being a more beautiful person in the world. It's needed, right? Compassion is needed. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that's lacking in society today. A lot of compassion. Where do you think the most important first step to compassion should be applied? To yourself. Bam. I like it. Yep. Okay. You have to have patience and understanding and compassion for who you are and all of the things that make up who you are, both good and bad, that you may judge as good and bad. Because if you don't have compassion for yourself, it's really difficult to then express and fully embrace and feel compassion for the others around you. I see that to a point. Mm. Yeah, to a point, I suppose, eh? To a point. See, um, the flip flip side of that is you can be so like immersed in compassion for others and just like trying to be accepting accepting and forgiving and loving and supporting that giving it to yourself is just like the more you deplete out, which is still good, but when you're not giving it to yourself, then it turns to um, criticism and self-abuse. And I, th- I think you can still give it. It's just not going to be the same level because you can absolutely still give it and be compassionate and encouraging to others without giving it to yourself. But you can do it more when you give it to yourself. And I think you'll be more compassionate. A and deeper a, level, a right? A deeper level. And um, yeah, not deeper and I don't even know how to describe it. More fully. Think the things that you weren't compassionate towards other people for, that you couldn't reach that level. When you find that within yourself, then you'll also be able to expand that to more so yeah that's what i think what if all people so what if all of us like literally literally all of us on this planet we're go ahead literally that's funny thank you (laughs) uh what if we were all sent here or we all arrived here so that we could hear stephanie's frog in her throat (laughs) but um what if we were all medicine (laughs) it's frog medicine uh, what if we're just simply here as triggers for each other? Oh, that's it. Nothing I've... other than like, what if that's the purpose of this experience is just to trigger each other? And you're like, well, what would be Why? the point yeah, of triggering, deeper. right? Uh, to really just bring us back to love. So people trigger you in positive or negative ways or what mm-hmm. we would label as positive or negative ways, right? Mm-hmm. There's always people that trigger us and make us feel better, mm-hmm. right? people that you like being around, people that just spark up all sorts of wonderful feelings inside of you. They're a trigger for positivity inside of you. And then vice versa, there's plenty of people out there that trigger uh, all the negative shit and all the things that aren't positive. And all of them, I think, may be driving us towards... Because anytime somebody triggers us in a a negative way, we always think, okay, what's the deeper meaning of this, right? Mm -hmm. I can see that this person is triggering me and it must mean that there's something inside of me that I need to fully flesh out and feel and embrace. Well, you don't always jump to that. First of all, I'm like, that person's a little (laughs) judgy at times. But then, yeah, you can you pull it in. Sometimes you notice it right away and sometimes it takes a minute to circle back around and quit judging and realize, oh, this is something right here, right in my own self. So it's also important to bring awareness that when people trigger happiness in you and love and excitement and all these other different wonderful things that we get to experience, bring that back around as well. 
Don't just embrace it and think, oh, it feels so good to be around that person. What's the deeper meaning there? Go deeper into it. How is that that. bringing up something in you and the recognition of maybe I need more of that in my life? Maybe I do that for other people. Mm. Maybe I uh, can really start to connect into that space that that person has allowed me to feel because of the way that they triggered me in a positive way. I like that. So we're all just triggers for one another. That's super cool. And when you get into a relationship, what, 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 trigger warning. (laughs) There's going to be lots, both positive and negative. Am I triggering you right now? In a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you turning that back on in you? Uh, Or around to you or how? I don't know. You make me feel good. You remind me of how awesome I am. Um, Being around you, I feel happy. I like the feeling of happiness. It's a good awareness that I too can make people feel happy uh, just with my mere presence. Proof. Um, proof, proof, proof. Pointing at myself. Yeah. So. You do. There you All go. of those things you said, you're like, oh, absolutely. Give me that. Yeah. Look at us. I like these kind of triggers. They're good. Yeah, right? Good triggers. Good triggers <laughs> and bad triggers. But at the end of the day, all just triggers. So, okay. So what? I was just going to be, but I'm not going to go off on that tangent. It was going to be funny, but it could always go to something else. So it's really easy for the world right now to be triggered by our wonderful president of the United States of America. Hmm. And oftentimes it's very challenging to look deeper and see what's the reason behind that or what he is offering up as a mirror for you to experience and fill. Ooh, see, I'm thinking, nope. There's no mirror there, mister. Super hard. Mm -mm. There's some people that we just want to say, fuck that and walk away and be done. I I do really like Cheetos. So maybe there's that. Mm. I know that was stupid, but that's the best I could get. Yeah. There is not him being president right now in Mm -hmm. today's world is not by accident. You're right. I know. It's very much a reason behind it. Deeper meanings and reasons. Didn't all the Me Too stuff start before he was president? It's a no. it's a convoluted space in my head. I don't think so. You don't think so? Oh, gosh, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Like, when did Harvey Weinstein and all that shit go down? Or, like, Bill Cosby? Was that all? Oh, Cosby was before. I'm well, pretty sure Well, I know, like, sure time Cosby. frame, it's been going on for decades, but... Yeah, that's like, not, when did then, it all like, start coming, coming out into the open? I think, I think Me Too was when he was... I think he was in office. You think so? I think... At least running. No, I think it was... Oh, shit. I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? Is it no, important? No, it's not important because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. But uh, I think that... has a point of where you're going, though. Yeah, yeah. I think that he has um, triggered a lot of that stuff for people, obviously. And I saw... I'm going to go off on a tangent because I don't know do where it. I'm going with this. But right. there was a picture I saw, you know, how... <laughs> sometimes pictures say a thousand words or what is that saying? Yeah. What is it? Pictures. Uh, pictures. Damn it. <laughs> Speaking a thousand words. I don't know. Whatever. Why are you so like, what is the details We're things so you need right now? Um, saw a picture of him, of Donald, uh, Donald J. Trump and um, his wife, Melania. And uh, it's the, the picture was highlighting her like lovingly looking into the eyes of the... Um, Oh, fuck. 
French, the French guy, the French ambassador or something. I don't remember uh, his name, but essentially it was like her all doughy eyed and uh, Twitter pated over the French ambassador and then Trump's like staring off. And it's like, as far as you can tell, it's a legit picture. It's not some Photoshop thing. So it was kind of funny. Just highlighting how, bless her heart, she's doing the best that she can oh, to, uh, I'm sure, be married to this wonderful man. Huh. Yeah. No words. I'm just not going to open that. I have no idea. No idea. Do you think it would be difficult to, uh, like, what do you think, if I were to become president, what do you think that would do to our marriage and our relationship? Well, I, I don't think you can compare the two for one, because you also look at her, you can't really look at her as a victim that much. I mean, there's the point of like, oh my God, you poor thing. But she married him. Like before all this, like she married him for a reason. So whatever that reason was. Money. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I, Gold digger. I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, I'm definitely not saying that, but I can't think of another reason. <laughs> and money isn't enough of a reason. So I don't, I don't know. But who's to say, right? Who's to say? There's the people, you know, I've heard this a few times is you don't see the person that I see when it's just, um, when it's just the two of us. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he's very sweet when it's just the two of them. I, I don't know. I think, you know, that's probably, you like to point out that I live in fantasy land a lot. That's probably one, but who knows, right? So I don't know. Um, us, what would it do to our marriage? Well, shit. I didn't think it would be an issue, but now I'm looking at it like maybe it is. The way you said it. I don't think it would, I don't. I mean, let's look at it. I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Well, I'm trying to look at, like, you'd always be traveling, hard to get on your agenda, always have important things to do and take care of. Don't even never start ending drawing comparisons I'm just to saying, our fucking current life. I'm just saying, like, how much of a shift would it be for me than, uh, like, hmm. Yeah, it's no, so funny. I don't. I don't think it would be taxing. I think, well, I do to a point because you would be really gone a lot. Um, and you and I thrive so much on our connection, but I don't know. Okay. Here, here's the, here's the thing. So you know that when you listen to me, things go well for you. When you go against me, they do not. And then you come back to- We should to, clarify that. That's not uh, like happy wife, happy life. That's not what that is. No. That is every time I've ever followed Stephanie's advice or gone in the direction that she's like, yeah, you should totally do that. Every time I listen to her, um, my life just continually unfolds into beauty <laughs> as opposed to going in the opposite direction of what she may advise. Then it's like more stress and chaos and frustration. So that's what, yeah, go ahead. Listen oh, to my wife and I'm happy. <laughs> so would that roll over? Would you take the advice of the... You'd be the special advisor? Would I be the special advisor? Heck yeah. Okay, then yeah, then we'd be fine. I think we'd be fine. <laughs> no, we'd be fine. So... What What about... How would you think it would affect our marriage if I was Madam President? Oh my God, I would love that so much. Yeah? Yeah. It would be so much fun. What would you do? I would love to be the first man. I'd love to be the first man, first man. I can... The first, the first man, first man? Yeah. I like that. 
because it's the first. I know, I the, get it. The first of the first man. Uh-huh. I, I would You'd love be to be the first man. first man. That would be so much fun. That would be Because so think fun. about what the first lady does, you right? You would be such a smart ass. Oh yes, my gosh. Yes, it would be so much fun. Like the first lady has to do <sighs> these, you know, like charitable things and create her foundations. Oh God, and what would you do? I would have so much what fucking fun. What would you fun. do? This is so fun. Oh my, I would love it so much. I would definitely travel with you everywhere. Because it would be super fun to travel with you everywhere. And then when you're like, oh God, I got to go to the UN and talk about all of this climate change policy and blah, blah, blah. And be like, have fun because we're going to go over here and fuck around and have so much fun doing all sorts of shit. I'd be like riding motorcycles and skydiving and be like, baby, I think you need to plan a trip to New Zealand because they go unheard oftentimes and they need to be represented on the global stage just simply so that we could go to New Zealand mm-hmm. and you could come enjoy when you get a break, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it'd be so much fun. You don't even know how much trouble you're in right now, do you? <laughs> it's okay. You can't catch me because oh, I'm no, the first no, man. No, 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 no. We're going to dive into this. So you're if I busy. got to travel for work, you would come along mm-hmm. and get to go do things. Mm-hmm. Then how come when you travel for work, I'm staying home and getting groceries and doing laundry and I don't get to go to Alaska. I don't get to go to LA. So you explain this to me, mofo. Because I don't travel on Air Force One today. That's not a good enough point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little upset. So when we're traveling on, would you rename Air Force One? I would rename it to not. Yes, I would. That way you couldn't say, well, it's Air Force One, so I get to come. And I'm like, sorry, babe. It's not Air Force One. We're not traveling on Air Force One today. What do you think you're... uh, Damn it. You know how like the CIA... I would totally take you. Not the CIA, but the Secret Service has like secret code names for um, the people that they protect. Mm-hmm. Right. What mm-hmm. do you think mine would be as first man? Mm. Wolf Knight. <laughs> Advisor. I love it. They'd be like, "Hey, Craig, what should we do in this situation?" I love it. Uh, Wolf Knight is in the house. Uh, Wolf Knight is now moving towards the. Uh, oh shit! He's going. Oh, okay. Tackle Wolf Knight. <laughs> 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 that would be fun. Okay, we have to get serious. What we, would mine be? Um, as president? Yes. Or they as, can't just call me POTUS. But I have to be have a, a MODUS? Uh, no, you got to give me something cool. Or sassy. What would my nickname be? Uh, Sarah Phoenix. That would be cool. That would be your code name. Okay. Sarah Phoenix and Wolf Knight. We should do that. I think we just created I characters think we should. for a comic like book series. fucking awesome. All right. Okay. All right. Now we're done with that. Yeah, we got to get serious. Okay. You ready? Yep. Um, <sighs> you did want to talk about something on this podcast of ours. You yeah, did but have it's going to affect my election. So now I don't want people to be able to use it against me. Your election in 2040. Excuse me? Why do I have to wait that long? I don't know. Do you want to run next year in 2020? Well, no, that's already like in the way. You... you can throw your hat in the ring. How about 2024? Okay. Hmm. Anyways. Oh, 2024 is good. Do you know why? Hmm. I'm going to geek out a little bit because two it's an plus eight. two. Yep. <laughs> you just went right to it. I was going to, I was going to lay it out, but it's an eight. So that's it. I don't know what to talk about now. So before we started recording, <laughs> just kidding. Stephanie had a very difficult topic that she wanted to discuss on the podcast. It's in relation to some coping mechanism that she has. Uh, one of the ways that she coping, uh, she copes with her 
difficult emotions and things that arise. And this has been a long time coping mechanism for her. Yeah, but we've been having fun on this podcast and now I don't think I'm ready. It's okay. We can do both. I don't know. Maybe we move through this coping mechanism and your discussion of it in a fun way. I got to tell you, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. I think we had too much fun. I think we just keep this one lighthearted. I think we had too much fun. Pretty sure stripper social media was pretty lighthearted. See? Was it? The topics alone were <laughs> not that real or serious. <laughs> Angel's over there sleeping, looking all sweet. So what is it, dear? Um. Well, like I said, it's a weird shift. It's, okay. it's a weird shift. We'll sit in silence as you prepare yourself to speak. Yeah, you can always edit out my silence, huh? Mm -hmm. I can sit here for five hours if I want. You definitely can. Um, I won't do that, though, because I'll just talk myself out of it. Like, you know, presidencies distracting us. Remember the importance of it. Okay, well. Okay. Maybe I'll just start off with, like, Boy, this is hard. It's super hard. That's what she said. Ha <laughs> ha. See, keep it light. We should keep it light. We should make jokes. <laughs> um, I think it would be easier if I was, if I was done like 100% with the battle. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think it would be easier because then I could look at it and be, you know, hey, this is something that, and grounded, it's so much different now. And it's so... It's so much of a smaller role in my life now, but the fact that it's a role at all makes it like I have to, I'm meeting, how, what do you say, meeting myself where I'm at. And that's hard because I want to be able to say like, whoo, that's, that was then, but this is now, um, boy, I feel like I should have wrote like a script and then could just read it and then I could just read it and I could, uh, Get rid of all the pauses and the ums and the, what would, the what struggle. Would, what would be your press release? What would be my... Okay, get... I can't... I, no more White House shit. <laughs> my press release would be... It's funny how fast I'm blanking. It's like the everything is just like... Whew. It's like I can't even grab a thought. It's... Like this is, this is how like meditation 101 for beginners. When your brain is too busy, get ready to find the words to describe something difficult and there will not be a thought in your head. It'll be gone. There we go. <laughs> I'm clear. Um, it really, it's like, it's so important in my life and it's so important to me and it's so hard for me. And I don't mean important as, um, like, it's just been such a big chunk and it's such a battle for me. But when I go to say it, it feels like it's the, like, like I'm going to talk about my stress of what happens if my socks don't match. Like, it seems like that level of importance to, it's just not important. Um, so This sucks. I kind of don't want to. I think this was a mistake. Think about the people listening, babe, that are going to benefit. I don't know that there's really anybody that's going to benefit, though. That's the thing. It's like, 
am I? You're going to give them permission to acknowledge their own coping mechanism. Yeah, but I'm sitting here building up to this like big thing and it's so stupid that it's not like. But that itself is also something that people do is we minimize our experiences. That's we very minimize true. them. I believe that. That's true. Um, okay. So I, I didn't even know that this was a coping mechanism until recently. <clears throat> I don't know if it was this year or last year when we talked about it. I thought it was just, um, of as something that I did like a self-worth thing, um, a cheat sheet, kind of like an easy fix for things I didn't even realize, like what it was. And then once I realized what it was, oh my God, it messed me up. So I feel like I just want to dance all around it and never say what it is. I just want to talk about the emotions with it and never, ever, ever admit to what it actually is. That would be easier. Maybe people don't know what I'm talking about. Like, that's okay. <laughs> you know, that's funny. Um, so I'm really afraid people are just going to think I'm gross. You're going to think I'm gross. So we had a, we had a conversation a while back and how this came out, because this is something that, I don't know where to start. Do I start at the beginning? Do I not start at all? Do I start where you became aware? Do I like, where do I start? How do I do this? I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. This is silly. This is so silly. Where would you advise somebody to start? I don't know. I'm too wrapped up in it. I can't even see that. Like that's such a good thing is to pull out and what would you, but I'm too it's too tight around me to even begin to see. <sighs> I'm trying to think of when it began because I can think of my first coping mechanism, but that's not what, what this episode is because that one is gone. And we can talk about it another time if we need to. But um, this one isn't. So I feel like when it started is important. I honestly don't know. I've got like hints of hints of elementary time but I'm not sure I know for sure junior high so we'll just go with that where I know for sure um I I guess it kind of does tie into the other one I've been about <clears throat> release so I used to use um It's so hard to say it. Okay, I'm just going to do it. Here we go. Let's just do it. You can cut all that other shit out because hi, five years later, we're a million years old now and we're maybe going to get to the part or maybe not. I'll just sit here and keep making noise with my hands. I need like a stress ball so you don't have all the background noise with me. 
Do you want a crystal? <sighs> I think I'm going to. I'm getting sick. <laughs> I'm getting sick. Um, I used to experience a lot of. Um, that's so stupid. I used to experience a lot of. No, that's not what it was. I. What was that noise? That was, was my. That, was that, that was was my your frog. frog. Our frogs are talking. <clears throat> yeah. Or is it just saying you're croaking? You're croak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. I used self-induced. Oh, baby, why are you looking at me like that? Oh, this sucks. This is so stupid. This was only. Let's do this. Let's talk about this hard thing. That was fucking stupid. <sighs> I think I'm really ashamed. I'm really, really ashamed. So it's super hard because it's just like, oh, another thing that I get to feel like shit about and be ashamed of myself about. So I am, since I was, you know, I'm 39 now, so it's been a while. (laughs) This has been my life. Um, Would use self-induced vomiting as a way to I thought I was controlling my weight and I would go with these really intense bouts of no food would stay in my system. And that was when I would even eat it all. Um, and then would go in these massive, like just needing like the, the extreme binging, And then the extreme purging. And that happened just throughout my entire life. Um, I always had stomach issues as a small child. And obviously that didn't help. So if I got, if it was noticed, then it was so easy to play off as my stomach. And nobody would question it because... I've always had stomach issues. So that wasn't even something that had just started. It was, oh, that just falls right into line with where I was at. And there were times that I would lose a lot of weight. And there were, then I would taper off. I would start to get really, really sick, a lot of pain. And, or something else would come up. And it would taper off. And then, of course, so my weight has gone back and forth, back and forth. And then there were times I was, extreme binging, extreme purging, and I would just continue to gain weight. Like, what what is that shit? It's like I'm even failing at that. And so my body, my metabolism doesn't do well with food. And I have a really, really hard time navigating what my body wants. And um, I struggle with overeating because my body is so trained to take an extreme amount in. And then, you know, so it's hard to feel full. I want to, I want to eat a lot. It's really hard to still. So I thought it was just completely just food, right? Here's my weight. Here's my vanity. And, oh, I feel fat. So I'm going to do this because I don't have any self-discipline for anything else. Here's my easy fix. Like I knew that's what it was, but I'm still ashamed. You know, I was super careful. I didn't walk around with it on me. I was always like teeth brushed. He's like very clean hairs out of the way. I'm very cautious, very like it was, it was a procedure. 
Like I was very, very cautious that it was never anywhere. Um, but so still, you hit it for a long time, <clears throat> like forever. Yeah. Um, if you thought in your mind that it was just simply your weight and food and, you know, you da, 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 then why would you hide it so like deeply? Why would it be something that would be so hidden and covered up? Because it's gross. It's really gross. And I didn't want shame. Um, and I didn't want to get in trouble, be yelled at. And so you knew there, there was something about it that, uh, was wrong in a sense. That was disgusting. Um, I was, it was wrong. And then I was wasting money because why just don't eat then? Why are you wasting food? Cause again, I'm not worth so all of that. So yeah, I had to hide that. Um, there are definitely times that I had had control over it than others. When you um, say control over it, you mean like in a manageable state where it wasn't uh, playing out in your life? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it was so much like, even though like it continued my entire life, I feel like it was easy to control even though I'd go back to it, but it was a choice. Like it was easy to control when it was about food, when it was about my weight. Um, when I was pregnant, I threw up enough anyways, but I never had the, oh, I overate. So now I'm going to do that. Like it was never an issue then because I wanted to feed the babies. So it was, it just, I didn't struggle with it when I was pregnant. And like, again, you know, threw up enough when you're pregnant because that's a fun ride. But I wasn't one of those that puked up con uh, puked constantly or whatever. I need to stop saying that word. People are probably getting sick listening to this. Um, People are not getting sick listening to this, Stephanie. It's funny because if I see somebody else vomit or I see vomit, it disgusts me. It grossed me out. I yeah. am a community. Like people are like, you don't cry alone. You can cry alone with me. I'll hold space. But if you're throwing up, you're going to have a friend. <laughs> it's really, really hard. <laughs> so I know how disgusting it is because it grosses me out so much. I don't know if it's really that much gross or if it's maybe it's that much shame that I have with it. Maybe it's shame that I'm so grossed out by it. Just triggers up so much for you. Maybe. Oh, it's fucking gross. No, it's gross. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. I was just listening still. You can you can definitely jump in here. I'm probably just going to be wordy. It's going to be... Well, do you want to say the words associated with this coping mechanism? Well, I was going to get to it. Okay. I think. What do you mean the words? Just the labels that are placed on this coping mechanism. Self-mutilation? No. Self-deprecation? No. So what does society call this coping mechanism? Oh, you want like what it's like, like a clinical term. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I love you. I don't mean fuck you. I don't mean that. I love you. I was trying to bring in a little laughter there, but I don't like saying that to you. So it's not funny. Um, Why well, is it hard to say that word? Babe? Well, cause I'm not even done. Let, let, like I'm not even done talking about it. Okay. And that word, I feel like, I feel like that's not really me anyways, because you have people that suffer from that and they're not functioning 
you know, they're sick, they need help, they're in rehabs, and they're, they're not functioning, and they're very frail, and they're very tiny, like, that's what that is, me, that's, I'm an opportunist, I guess, mine is a hit and mix, and it can be stopped, it can be sort of, like, I don't quite fit there, so I feel like saying that is, it doesn't really fit, you know, I'm not there, and I feel like it also takes away the value of people that are there and really need the help because I look like false advertising. So minimizing the experiencing again. Well, no, it's just so I don't take away from somebody else that well, needs that help. You aren't taking away from anybody in this moment, dear. You're right. And this I'm not going to. our experience here right now. This is your experience. You're not yeah. taking away from anyone. Uh, right. I need a drink. Hold on. I, I like to ding. <laughs> it's my own. <laughs> I'm really thirsty. You can hear me swallowing. You're okay. Um, so, so yeah, so on and off throughout my life, but I was in control of it. It was about food. Um, when I was doing healthier things, it wouldn't be an issue. I could control it when I didn't eat crappy things. You know, it's not like um, I would eat a big salad. You know, there were times it was definitely that. It didn't matter. I would try healthy and then be like, this isn't, and then top it off. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was controllable. Um, when, like, I am seeing the the importance and the health benefits of intermittent fasting, but when you were doing that, um, it was so scary for me. Um, I have such a, like a strong fear of what a slippery slope that is to, to not eat and to, so I would get scared. And then you finally told me that it's causing stress on you. It's pressure that I'm making things difficult, that I'm coming at you with love, but I'm making you feel bad about yourself. And feeling like you're doing something wrong and not giving you the support you need for your the way that you want to improve your body and health. And just like, no, I don't mean like your your body. I mean like your, your being, your body, your, your whole organism is health. And <clears throat> I felt so much shame for that. And I was like, oh my God, let me tell you why I'm an asshole. Because I'm not trying to be an asshole. I just want you to be healthy. I don't want you to slip into that slope. And so I expressed to you what was happening and why I just wanted that weight to come off of you, that I didn't think you were doing anything wrong, that I wasn't like, like, this is like, this is my fault. This is my error. This is my thinking. So that's why I came off like this, but I hear you and I support you now. And that fucked me up. Which part? <clears throat> um, after I talked to you about it, I was not okay. I was really not okay. After you talked to me about this thing? Mm-hmm. After you shared this with me? After I like put it out there in the open? Told me about it? Yeah. Came so, out? So who, don't say that. So I don't know what's going to happen with this. Like, <laughs> you might want to um, throw a little awareness my way because like this is going to suck. I'm so embarrassed and ashamed. It's so yucky. I hate this feeling. 
Let me get my breath so I can talk. You're doing good, dear. So I always felt like I had control over it. I chose if I was going to. Sorry. I chose if I was going to release or not. I always had control. It was my choice. I did it when I wanted to and I didn't when I didn't. Even though I realize how stupid that is. But that's what it felt like. Yeah, I've been dealing with this for, you know, God, what? Almost 30 years now? So that's probably not so much control as I think it is, right? But um, in my mind it was. And then after I talked about it to you, uh, it became very, um, very, uh, see, she's gagging. Angel's gagging just hearing this conversation because it's gross. After you talked to me, it became very, um, excessive and uncontrollable. And every time it would happen, <clears throat> I felt like I just could not stop it. I would get angrier and angrier. And I was angry at you, which isn't fair. But I was so pissed off because I had control until I talked about it. And once I talked about it, then I did not have control. And that's stupid because you always have control, right? But I couldn't stop it. So yes, it was still a choice, but it wasn't a choice that I was strong enough to make. And then I realized that, um, I think it was in the talking too. It's kind of blurry at times. So if it's not exactly how you remember it, I'm sorry. Um, but as best as I can remember it. Um, I became really aware of how empty I would feel and just that giving me something, just something inside to fill me up and then it would hurt so bad. And then I realized I'm like, I have all of this inside me and that if I could purge it all I felt like I was releasing pain I felt like I was releasing all this torment and just agony and uckiness so I liked how it felt and then you can see the patterns of when I'm stressed out I gain weight when I'm going through a lot of things I gain weight so of course it would be prominent when I was and I would just associate it with that but it was the only way that I could like release pain <clears throat> And that's always been in one way or another. My coping mechanism is to remove things. Just a flow of anything. To feel like I was releasing things that I couldn't release. <sighs> so then when I attached it to emotion and realized that so I can feel full and I can get the pain out. That just sucks so bad. And it became scary and I'd be more aware of uh, um, how much deeper it is. And honestly, I've wanted to talk about it a lot just because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. So it's still, you know, it got really bad for a while, but then like it does, it tapers off and I get control and, um, and then it's really hard and then I have to fight and then I have to fight. And I went for like a whole month and it just got so bad. And then, um, I fell back into it and I remember like thinking, oh my God, all this is kind of scary because 
after I did it when I hadn't done it for a long time. And it's not an everyday thing. It was just a every, you know, every once in a while I would boom, bring it in so I could get it out, you know, and it was still, it was, um, but I, I associated what happened and I'd been holding it in and holding it and holding it in and then trying to not. And then I overate so much and I was like, oh, I can hold it. I can hold it. I'm not going to do that. This is my fault. I chose to eat that. I have to pay for it. Um, and then I just gave in. And afterwards, I had so much awareness of like the straight up dopamine rush that I had. It felt so good. And I was like, oh, fuck. What am I going to do like this? I feel better. I'm sitting there disgusted with myself and ashamed and like, oh God, I felt so much better. <sighs> so it picks up and it picks down and it picks up and it picks down and it started up and I just keep gaining weight <laughs> and it's hard. And then, um, I realized that for me where I can control it right now, when I eat salad, I don't do it. When I eat meat, I don't do it. When I'm eating healthy things, I don't. It's when I try that and then can't stop and keep putting other stuff on. And it's always when I go to the sugar. <sighs> so I have cut out sweets. And I'm not cutting out bread yet and all that because I have to feel full or else I won't stop. But if I don't. So it sucks and I'm trying really hard. And I feel like, because <laughs> how your brain works, I'm like, well, it wouldn't be so bad if at least I was skinny. Then at least it would be worth something. But I even fell at that. So I'm having a hard time. So that's my coping mechanism that I'm trying really hard to, to get away from. I've only known it was a coping mechanism for a little bit of time, though. And I don't know what else to say now. I just kind of want to, like, <laughs> go hide and <clears throat> never come out. I'm, I'm very really proud of you, Stephanie. I'm very, very proud of you. I love you so much. And I think you're incredible. And I'm proud of you for speaking about this and sharing this and opening up about this. Because it's obvious how difficult it is. It's obvious how much stuff you have tied up and around the space. And to talk about it on our silly little podcast that 14 people listen to out in the universe is pretty damn amazing. And takes a lot of strength. So I think that's a huge step. I can't stop crying just yet. That's okay. You don't have to. It's so hard. You can just wipe your tears on the microphone. <laughs> you don't have to stop crying, dear. It's a lot. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff that stood out to me as you were sharing. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Lots of things that kind of jumped out. Um, control was one of the loudest things. You kept talking about control, either having control over it or not having control over it or using it as <clears throat> some way to take control over things. <clears throat> in your life, right? Um, that made a lot of sense to me. Made a lot of sense to me that it probably started, like you said, 
back at that time frame when you're transitioning from being a child into adolescence and teenage years, right? The time period where there was a lot of stuff that was outside of your control and you were experiencing things that you had no control over. And um, so this is a way to control something, right? I'm just going to control something in this moment so I can control this. That makes a lot of sense. Um, also, the dopamine release that you get from the experience. So when you purge, you get that relief. Yeah, that's a fun find. Right? Yeah. That's also fascinating. I think that's a very telling thing as well. Right? Then we're getting into the area of addiction and the way that it plays out in our lives. That pisses me off just a little bit. I know. I need a tissue. Okay. Get a tissue. We'll pause for a moment. So I can think about things in my life where I have that same thing that happens where I get that relief in that moment and that dopamine kick inside of my head or inside of my body. And even though it's associated with something that is negative or that I don't like or that I have shame for, I still get that relief from it. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense, right? So it's a big, uh, it's a big ball of wax. You got a bunch of stuff in there, right? You're going to say a big ball of crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's a big ball of crazy. It's not though, dear. It's just a coping mechanism. It's a survival mechanism that you implemented at an early age to do what? Survive, right? And you used it for a very, very long time to the point where it became habit, where it became the normal operating procedure, Mm -hmm. right? became almost an unconscious coping mechanism that would take place. Yeah. And then you bring awareness to it and you speak it. No, no, fuck. And then suddenly it's like, oh no, somebody's (laughs) shining a light on me. I got to run around in circles now for a while because I got to hide again. Yeah. But you haven't let it hide. What do you mean? I mean, you're speaking about it now on the podcast. You're, you're discussing this. You're, it's not something that is going to uh, go back into this unconscious coping mechanism. You're now in the space of struggle with it. And you get to move through it, babe. That makes our heart worse. I know. It'd be so much easier, right? It's so much easier if we just don't cope with these things. Or if just like when you speak it, you can just magically go away. That would be amazing. That would be so much. G.I. Joe said it best long ago. What? Knowing is only half the battle. (laughs) I don't think that's true. I think knowing lets you know that you're in a battle. So it's only and you're half. Fine. I know. I know. You've brought Anyways. awareness to it. Yeah. Which is wonderful and great. So it's good. Do you so want to speak the word? Uh, no, because it doesn't fit. So I'm not going to say that because it doesn't fit. So if you were sitting in a group of other women, because mm-hmm. this is most commonly an issue that women face and a coping mechanism that is very associated with women, obviously. It's not to say that men don't either, Yeah. but it's most commonly associated with women. If you were sitting in a group of women and you heard a woman say, nope, that doesn't fit, doesn't fit for me because it's not that, it's not that, I'm, I'm, you know, those people really need help. Well, if it doesn't fit, then I'm not going to make her say someone doesn't fit. What if it doesn't fit? <laughs> I love your stuff. I'm like, no, so much. no, that's actually red hair you have. I know you think it's brown or black, but Almost no. 30 years? Trust me, it's red. 30 years of dealing with this and it doesn't fit? It doesn't because I don't like... All things are on a spectrum, right? Yeah, but if you... (laughs) Yes, all things are on a spectrum, but... Sometimes they ebb and flow. 
Sometimes they're intense. Sometimes they're not so intense. I have never, like Google images, like of what, like those people that are like really need that. Yeah. They're on the very extreme edge of that spectrum. Yeah. So I'm a joke. So you can't say that because mm. I'm just like. But see, you're not a joke, up. Stephanie. Well, if I try and say something like that, that sounds like I'm just trying to. No. Give a label, join a party, get on the invite list. Like, no, that doesn't fit me. What about owning your experience? Um, I think I just did that. I think you did too. Yeah. Now, can you just say the word? No. <laughs> no, I can't. That's okay. It is okay. It's very much okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because this one thing does not define you. Exactly. So what else should we talk about today? So I saw your face in that moment hmm. and your realization that in one way, shape or form, you've let this one thing define you for a very long time. No, oh, there's lots of shit I let define me. So what's another? Okay. I'm getting a little pessimistic right now. It's okay. A little like negative. No, that's not okay. This thing does not define you. Oh yeah. I'm getting, um, it's not who you are. Very kind of like defensive and comp like I want to. It's what happens in vulnerability. <laughs> When we express vulnerably and open ourselves up in that space, right. especially when we're not comfortable there, it's very common for us to shut right back down and then draw out our sword yeah, and say, bring it on, motherfuckers. Come try to attack me now. Can't get me. So I want to apologize to you for a few things. Look okay. at me when you apologize. Well, that sounded very controlling. I'm sorry. It's okay. Apparently I just I'm all wanted about to see control. your eyes because I love them. Um, it makes zero sense why, uh, the way that my body processed my brain, um, if, like, I'm sorry for the way that <laughs> I made it not my fault and made it your fault after I talked to you about it, saying, well, I, I had control until I talked to you, so I'm not even... I don't even know the ways that that manifested outwards towards you. But I'm happy to find out what those are. And I'm sorry for all the ways that it probably did because I can look at that and be um, like, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. That's not even ridiculous. That's crazy. Like I, I talked to you and then had awareness and somehow... I was okay until I talked to you. I was okay until I shared this. I was okay until, and that wasn't it. I just needed, uh, so I'm sorry for the ways that, and I'm, I'm sorry for the ways that I can't really be honest with you about this stuff. Like that it doesn't come out in the moment. I can't say, Hey, I'm struggling with this right this moment. It's like, and honestly, it's more of a thing when you're not home than it is when you're home because I don't have to hide it then. I can just, but it's still not a big, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and I go cheap, like, you know, I don't go for like filet mignon and the good stuff. I go cheap. I go garbage, cheap, garbage, cheap, 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 cheap. But I'm sorry for all the ways that I'm making our lives harder with this. 
And I want to tell you that it's no longer an issue, but I hope that's true because as of right now, I've got a handle and I hope it stays, but I feel pretty bad about myself right now. So I don't know, but I hope. And if in any way you heard, it's because you're gone. No, that's not it. It is an opportunity seeker on my end. You have no control. Even if you're right here with me, like you know that like if I decide I'm going to do this. Oh my God, I hate this. I fucking, can we talk about something else, please? I'm just hating myself more and more. I hear your apology. Thank you. Thank you very much. So what should, should, should we do now? I see you, Mrs. Salazar. Mm. And I'm so in love with you. And you inspire me. Listening to you for the past however long. <laughs> Five hours. Has given me strength to potentially talk about my coping mechanisms on this fucking silly podcast of ours. <laughs> Why do you keep calling it a silly podcast? Because it's kind of silly. It's ours. It's fun. It I is fun. I love it. But in the big grand scheme of things, right, it's just a silly fun podcast that it's you and fun. me get to sit down in this space together and talk and connect and communicate. And I love it. I love it too. So big deep breath. Breathe into your belly. Oh, I can't. It won't hit. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. We could definitely talk at great length about this, and there's probably going to be future episodes where we touch upon this and go into this some more. Nah. Because I'm sure I that this is, uh, we're not done in this space, <laughs> and there's plenty to come up and talk about because there's so many layers, dear. So many layers to this. And uh, none of it originated with food. I know. So, but anyways, yeah, but that's okay. So listener of the podcast, Barb, oh. our favorite listener, we would love, like absolutely love to hear some feedback and response to this episode. I'm really glad that we recorded the intro before we did this episode, because <laughs> otherwise I think we would both be like, I don't know what the fuck, the, we know, we're not finding the fuck shit. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. No, like, this is so I'm glad you. we did the intro the way that we did. Look at you. And um, Enlightened, man. I know. So enlightened, this guy. Uh, yeah. If uh, We, we want to know um, how this connected and resonated with you. That would be amazing. You can reach us at... <laughs> no, just reach out and let us know. Plenty of ways to contact us. Because, uh, Steph, you are not alone in this. This is not something that you are alone in. There are plenty of people that have dealt with and experienced and are currently experiencing this exact same issue and struggle in their life. And also you speaking about this highlights their own issues and struggles, maybe with this topic or maybe with another issue Yeah. because we all have them and there's no reason at all that we can't talk about them and express them and communicate them and share them with the people that we love and care about. That's super important, baby, and I'm very, very proud of you, and I'm very, very grateful that you have shared this with me, not just today, but in the past. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> I feel like I just want to dance all around it and never say what it is. I just want to talk about the emotions with it. It was easy to control when it was about food. 
Sarah Phoenix and Wolf Knight. That's super cool. So ask me a question real quick. Any quick question that comes to your head, we'll do a quick Q&A. Here we go. And 